Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and my Las Vegas Raider rival, Bryduck. Bryduck, man, we, we welcome back the Foose this episode. And with a new segment, we're excited about it. And because we welcome back the Foose from Brooklyn, New York, I cracked open a beer over here from Brooklyn Brewing. It's a Defender IPA. It's a nice little IPA from Brooklyn Brewing from Brooklyn, New York. So again, thank you to the Foose for joining us on Fantasy Football BS. The Foose in prior episodes, so he wanted to make sure he came back and set the record straight and be able to drop some of those Foose knowledge on us over here. So again, thank you for for coming back. Crazy shit going on. We got almost a new segment here. We got to be talking about COVID now. Gosh, man, will the Titans just stop hanging out and doing whatever stuff they're doing on the side? <laughs> stop whatever. making out with each other. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Cut it out. Just stop ruining fantasy. I mean, this weekend was nuts. I know, Bright Duck, you and me were, were texting and going back and forth, and it was Yeah, because we, we got the same duo, man. Two different leagues, but we both have the, the Josh Allen-Diggs combo. So clearly with the, uh, you know, up in the air game here with the Bills and, and Titans, uh, you know, both of us were like, hey, do we start them this week? Do Are we confident? You know, what if Tuesday somebody pops pov- positive for COVID and all of a sudden you don't have a game and then you lose out on points from two players? Like total risk, total gamble. Um, I think both of us decided to, to not play either of them in each of our leagues. And uh, fortunately for, for both of us in each of those leagues, we were still able to pull out a win. So yeah, still worked out. But uh, man, it's just there's so much more to be, you know, concerned with going on and going on in the week, you know, aside from just all the injuries and everything else that's going on. Yeah, no, definitely. We, we both went a, a play it safe versus uh, taking the risk. And I, I forget who who was I playing with? with that in that league <laughs> I, I don't know someone who had Dak Prescott and let's let we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> hey man. you beat me man but I lost Dak and I also have Amari Cooper so then there went all of Amari Cooper's points and you know and then Hayden Hurst you know we'll get into Hayden Hurst I'm, sucks I'm not even a plague for my own team anymore <laughs> I'm a plague for whoever p- plays me now so Watch yourself because, gosh, man, don't even complain to me on that. I had to play Minshaw. I didn't know. Dude tore it up still, though, so I'm glad. But That was a good pickup, good pickup. Bryduck, hit us up with uh, what we're going to be speaking about this episode. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we already uh, stated it. We're going to be going over that new segment of Foose's Clues. So make sure you pay attention to the Foose Clues. Uh, we're also going to be going over uh, within that uh, the injury report. So your questionables, your doubtfuls, your outs. Uh, we're also going to be covering our studs and duds for week six. Um, so make sure you guys are keying in on that. You know, it was a rough week five. It was a rough week five. Um, but, you know, hopefully we'll come back strong here in week six. Uh, social media, if you're on Instagram or YouTube, follow us at FantasyFootballBS on Twitter at FantasyFBBS. On all podcast platforms, you can find us at FantasyFootballBS. Um, so make sure you guys are out there liking and subscribing to our channel so you know every time a new episode drops. Yeah, no, I, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, we always want to to shout out our, our sound engineer, but for everyone, I just kind of wanted to let you know that I beat Bryduck 164. Four, excuse me here. Sorry, 163. <laughs> to, no, we can hear you. To 91. <laughs> so, I may miss on some studs and duds, but I whoop that ass when it comes down to it. So, uh, but take a little pause here and, and sound for our, or shout out to our sound engineer. All right, all right. Welcome back. And as we were talking about it earlier, we're actually going to kick off with Foose Clues immediately here I, I know he's he's wanting to jump on here quickly and be able to to set the record straight as well as introduce his new segment again this is going to be something that we're going to be doing on a weekly basis here and it's going to be injury report frustrations q a it's it's up to him whatever he's going to hit us with so the foos over here again welcome and and let us know about your little segment here you got with us yeah, buddy. What's up, fellas? It's the Foose, your boy, back without popular demand. Uh, this is the inaugural installation of Foose Clues. So we're going to be uh, asking some questions, covering some injuries, maybe dump, dipping into the, the user uh, or the listener question mailbag. Uh, we got some exciting segments coming up in the future as well. Uh, I'm basically just going to be talking shit to, to your boys here. So, uh, so oh, yeah, you absolutely. Guys ready? I am so excited for this. I, I'm a little scared, but oh, let's, let's, let's do this. Let, let's do let's it. Let's do this. All right, fellas, let's get started with this injury report, which at this point looks more like the roster of Pro Bowl with all the names on it. Um, Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. I, I wish my fantasy team looked like this at the beginning of the year. Uh, let's get started with the quarterbacks. Uh, there is only one name, and it is a big one. It is Dallas's quarterback, Dak Prescott. We all saw the compound, compound ankle fracture. It was a rough one. He is going to be on IR and on the shelf for the foreseeable future. Uh, rough stuff for Dak. That is it for the quarterbacks. On to the running backs, starting with Zach Moss from Buffalo. He is questionable uh, with a toe injury. Practiced fully this week, so it looks like he is has a good prognosis, but we will wait and see. Leonard Fournette from the Buccaneers is also questionable with an ankle injury. Looks like Ronald Jones may be stealing that RB1 spot. Dalvin Cook from Minnesota has a groin injury. He's questionable. Report says he's unexpected to play. So if you have Dalvin Cook starting right now, keep an eye on him and be ready to swap him out of your lineup. On to the wide receivers. This is the biggest portion of the list, starting with a big, big name, Michael Thomas. Again, 
out of New Orleans is questionable with that high ankle sprain. Also suspended for week five because of a tussle with some teammates. It is a bye week for them, so that is somewhat fortunate for Michael Thomas, but we will be continuing to watch his developments as he potentially tries to get back in lineups the following week. Also, Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers is questionable with the hamstring industry. He did practice this week, so prognosis is good for him, but we are still waiting to see. Julio Jones, again with the hamstring, re-injured it. Could be a game-time decision. Keep an eye on him. Here we go again with Mr. Julio. Uh, Deontay Johnson is also on this list from Pittsburgh, questionable with a back injury. He was limited in, in practice. Chris Godwin from the Buccaneers, questionable with a hamstring injury. He missed week five. That offense is just not the same without him, so be aware of this injury if you have any Tampa Bay Buccaneers keep an eye on it Julian Edelman is on this list from New England questionable with a knee injury DJ Shark back on this list from Jacksonville chest ankle injuries left week five early tough season for him he's been on off this list we will be wishing him the best but keep an eye on him if you do own him Keenan Allen is questionable from the Chargers with a back injury. Unclear what his timetable is. They are on a bye this week, so that's somewhat fortunate. But we will be watching that situation. And finally, Sammy the Hammy Watkins from the Kansas City Chiefs is questionable with that hammy injury. Although I think at this point, if you are a Sammy the Hammy owner, you should probably be dropping him in favor of other players. And finally, the sole tight end on this list, Noah Fant, the Denver Broncos, is questionable with an ankle injury. All right, that wraps up the injuries. Now it is time for you guys to raise my fantasy football IQ. You guys ready to drop some knowledge that I will immediately use against you guys in our league? So first off, I want you guys to help me understand how the waiver process works a bit better. So how is waiver priority set and where can I see it? Brida, go ahead, my man. You got this. So the waiver priority is set after the draft ends. So after the draft ends, you're given a random order of, you know, what the waiver priority is. And then from there, when you use that waiver uh, slot during the week uh, to pick up a player, you then will drop in waiver priority. So the if you don't use any waiver priority and other people in the league do, they'll drop down in the priority and you'll raise up. So that's how you move up and down, you know, the list of who's top, you know, number one priority to 10 or 12 if you're in a 12 team league or whatever, whatever the case may be there. Um, so that's, that's where you're going to see that most of the time you can go into like the league settings and just press on your, literally the button that says league and it'll show you your standings and right beside that you'll see the waiver priority and you'll see where people are. And a lot of times I tell a lot of people use that waiver priority as a defensive tool. If you are the top waiver priority slot and you have a pretty strong team, you can use your priority to block the person you're playing that week if you know they need to pick someone up. AKA, so what I if you're playing Bryduck this week, you know who to pick up. Go uh, who? Go go get a go get, if you got to play Bryduck again, go get another quarterback so when if Deshaun Watson goes down, 
he's he's gonna get stuck with a Jimmy G <laughs> at quarterback. Yeah, see that would be a, that'd be a great case if I didn't have Deshaun Watson, but I have Deshaun Watson. Nah, so, but if I didn't, yeah, you would go and you would look and see like who is expected to be you know the top performer that's out there on waivers right now as a quarterback. Maybe they have a really premium matchup against a team like the sorry ass Jets, and you're like, oh, they're gonna dump forty points on them. Uh, go pick that quarterback quarterback up. Block the person you're playing that week from being able to pick them. And a lot of people can use it also as well as like bye weeks right so for instance josh jacobs is on a bye week this coming week so if someone only has two they don't have a deep running back roster and they their bench is stacked with wide receivers or quarterbacks or whatever and they don't have enough and they have to drop someone i look at it as in my in my other league someone dropped obj on thursday i picked him up before anyone else could see him i kind of look at the transactions that people kind of do throughout the week or have to emergency drop someone to pick up someone else because of a player's on a bye week and so they're willing to get rid of someone on their bench who could be a really good player and i end up trying to swoop that person after they drop them because they're trying to pick someone up for a bye week so can i see claims that other teams have made or am I operating in the dark when I try to use my waiver priority defensively? You're completely blind to it. So you won't know until a transaction is actually processed, which means that that person who put in that waiver claim successfully, you know, got that player. And then you'll be notified in the league of the transactions and you'll see that, you know, team a picked up you know whoever it was that maybe you were targeting so then you would see okay they had a higher priority level so that's why they got the player over me and when i make transactions outside of the waiver period that are just immediate ad drops does that also affect my waiver priority or is that outside the waiver system you want to take that one now uh no it it does affect your priority so uh at- like this Sunday, for instance, right? I, I was debating whether I wanted to play it safe. I only had one QB, and I needed someone for for Josh Allen just in case. So I decided to play it safe. So I ended up having to drop someone and picked up Minshaw at nine fifty eight in the morning. Got him immediately. Was able to start him, but that kicked me. And it happened to be that I was the last one to make that claim that week. So it kicked me from wherever I was prior to the bottom of the priority list. So I'm sitting at 10 right now. And one thing to to note with when you drop players to pick up a player. So if you're trying to be sneaky and you're like, oh, I'm going to drop this player and I'm going to pick this player up because I need him this week. And then I'm going to immediately put in a waiver claim for that player that I just dropped because I really want him back. Um, It doesn't work that way. So when you drop a player, you now cannot pick that player back up until they fully clear the waiver process. So... Once you put that player into the waivers, it would have to go through every other team in the league to pass on that player for it to come back to you. So it, it's just kind of a uh, something that happens. And same thing with people that kind of drop them late. They can they can end up not going all the way to, to the following Wednesday. But good points, Braddock. So when I'm deciding to stream players, then am I just deciding to be okay with being at the bottom of the waiver priority all year or is there some way that i can manage that i mean essentially if if you're dropping a tight end every single week you're gonna probably have to to understand that if you're streaming a a position that you're not gonna be 
on the high priority list every week. Like in my other league, I stream my tight end, my quarterback, my defense, and my kicker because I'm only in a four bench league in a 12 person league. So I don't really have the bench spots to carry all those backups. So because of that, I kind of am just going with that. And if I have to stream someone, I have to to take that as, you know what, I'm going to be where I'm not going to be able to pick up a Mike Davis or an Alexander Madison when they are the highest priority person. I'm not going to be able to get them because of I'm always constantly doing moves. Yeah, personally, my strategy is when I stream, I don't I don't use my waiver claim. So I'll wait until all the players have been processed through waivers and they're available to pick up on Wednesday morning at, at will. Uh, so then you don't lose waiver priority. So for me, like if I'm going to pick up a defense or a kicker, I'm absolutely not going to use waiver priority for that. I'm going to wait until Wednesday morning and then I'm going to go pick them up because then I don't lose position on waiver priority. Exactly. Awesome stuff. Love it. I want to move on now to player evaluation. So you guys have talked in the past about really watching your players and getting a feel for how they fit on the team, what their role is and what their situation looks like so that you can make decisions around starting them or potentially even add dropping them with all the games going on at the same time. How do you guys watch and get a feel for your players? Red zone, baby. Yeah, I got the NFL Sunday ticket and I literally just throw up red zone when it's not my team playing. So when when my Raiders are playing, I just watch the Raiders and I'll throw all the other games on on another TV. I have multiple TVs in my room, so I'll throw, you know, the red zone on one TV and let them all play on that chant or on that TV and then I literally will just throw the Raiders up. But when the Raiders aren't playing, I throw all the games up and I'm just watching all of them and I'll usually with the with the NFL Sunday ticket, you can kind of select which audio of which game you want to listen to of amongst all the screens and I'll just select kind of you know my favorites or I'll go through them and kind of you know listen in on you know the the analysts and and the commentators um you know as they're talking about the game and things like that so you can you might pick up things that you might have missed you know during a play like oh hey there was a huge bomb and you know then you have to go back and look at it so it you'll be able to catch those notes and the other thing I do is I have a running list uh, that I literally have on my phone here, and it I, I have it listed as fantasy football BS uh, knee-jerk takeaways. <laughs> so it's kind of like all my takeaways as I'm watching games, and I just write down different bullet points like Hayden Hurst, guess we were wrong. Pat Mahomes, you're disgusting. McVeigh is ruining running backs like Greg Roman. You know, just random little notes that I'm going, <laughs> you know, as I'm listening to the game and, and watching the game. So that's how I keep track, and, you know, that way – after the weekend is over, I can go back to that. And it reminds me of like, oh, this player got injured. I need to know that this person's going to be top waivers this week, you know? So that's how I keep keep up with everything. Yeah, no, that's a good one. And kind of a, a additional resource or, or a trick for, for like the newbies who just aren't going to be sitting and watching football all day long like us junkies do over here. But uh, I, I end up going Monday Monday morning. I usually go on on the Yahoo app. I look at all the players. I look at the top performers, and I end up looking at key positions of of what I need, right? So running backs, wide receivers especially, those are the constant ones that I'm constantly looking at to try to upgrade and whether trade someone or kind of swoop up. And I look at kind of habits. 
for example, I, I've been talking about Chase Edmonds for a couple weeks now of just him eating into the volume and that slowly over time, if you're in a large bench league, you could pick up someone like Chase Edmonds and end up scoring big because Arizona's got to be tired of his shit coming up here pretty soon. And soon enough, that's going to go to handing the ball off to Chase Edmonds more than it is going to be Kenyon Drake. But you got to kind of see and look at the stats, at the running backs. You got to look at top positions, all players, whatever it is on on the app, or just even looking at each game and on whatever app you use or Google or whatever. Look at the scores, look at the box scores, and look at the stats, and you'll end up catching some names that you've never even heard of. And you'll start to, to hear those names constantly over again. And you can add those to a watch list on your on your app, your Yahoo app, ESPN, CBS, whatever, whatever platform you use for fantasy football. I have so many people on my watch list that starting from week one, I just go. I hear someone has a good game. I put them on my watch list. It's not someone necessarily that I'm going to add immediately. But if they have two, maybe three good stretches in a row, like a Cole Beasley, who who's I think is a good waiver wire pickup because he's averaging 12.5 points per game. But everyone wants to talk about Stefan Diggs. Everyone wants to know what's going on with Zach Mox or Devin, Devin Sengletary or Josh Allen. Cole Beasley is sliding under the thing and is rostered in not many leagues and someone that you can pick up. And that's just kind of just by following stats uh, alone. Interesting. So it sounds like a very active watching style. So let's use the example of the lifeless corpse of what used to be Drew Brees. What sorts of things would you guys be watching for to help you make an informed decision on whether or not he'll return to the type of form he's shown in the past or whether this is just the type of player he is now at this stage? Brad, okay. why don't you take this one? Because we've been talking about trading and getting rid of big names. you got to cut the weight of, of a big-name person that you're expecting to always do good and is not doing good and just cut and run. So... We've been talking about this, and Bryson has a very good theory on that. Yeah, with 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 those guys, and especially for you know people who are so there's there's two ways of using big names. There's one that you can use a big name to trade to to gain additional assets because you've been decimated by injury, or you know maybe COVID hit you and you need players. Um, but really, uh, the the biggest thing that I'm looking at is I'm watching the game and I'm I'm paying attention to those things. But the biggest thing is what has Drew Brees been missing? He's been missing Michael Thomas. So for me, when Michael Thomas comes back, that's going to be the true test of, of Drew Brees. The other thing is Emmanuel Sanders. We talked to Emmanuel Sanders a big time, uh, you know, and, and there's things that you just don't know that are going on in camp because you're not, you're, you're not ingrained into those organizations uh, or, us we're not ingrained into those organizations so we don't know some of these things but you know listening in on the game uh it sounded like michael michael thomas was getting into it early on in the season with emmanuel sanders because emmanuel sanders didn't know any of the plays uh during the game so you know emmanuel sanders had to explain you know like hey dude i just got here like we had no off season i don't know the, you know i don't know the plays yet i'm not i'm not familiar with the system yet um, so you got Drew Brees throwing to a guy that's not familiar with the system. You've got him now without Michael Thomas. So to me, that's obviously a recipe for disaster. And I think Drew Brees is doing the best with what he's got. Um, they were able to pull one out yesterday. I think Michael Thomas coming back, you're going to be able to look at Drew Brees and see kind of what you can expect for the rest of the season when they're at full strength. Yeah, agreed. 
Yeah, but if you if you have guys that you drafted early on that are sucking, you've got to either put them on your bench to rot or trade them away while you can. Uh, so for me, for instance, I am a Kenyon Drake owner, and Kenyon Drake is now dead to me. I want everybody to know that Kenyon Drake, you do not exist. You now are going to rot on my bench for the rest of the season because you are worthless. And literally, it, you know, you took him in the second round, most likely, right? So that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. But what's even tougher is letting someone on your bench who you might have picked up in waivers, who's kicking ass every week, sit on your bench because you are so invested in the second round draft pick you took in Kenyon Drake. It's like, who gives a shit? You know, this guy is producing. Imagine if teams in the NFL operated that way. You know, if I drafted a guy in the first round and I've got a guy that you know, I picked up in the fifth round, who's better. Am I going to start that first round guy forever? No, but you're probably going to give that first round guy a lot more opportunity than you would your fifth round guy, right? Because you, you know, put out that much bigger of a, of a draft pick for him. But eventually comes a time where you're going to make that decision and you're going to say, I, we can't do this anymore. I'm going to go with who I believe is better, which is the guy I took later. So for instance, like, the 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 Redskins drafting RG3 and Kirk Cousins in the same draft. Eventually they came to the decisions that Kirk Cousins was a better quarterback. You know? And Kirk Cousins is still a starting quarterback in the NFL while RG3 is not. So, you know, there's that. So there's there's <laughs> situations where you're going to come across a player that, you know, you've just got to cut bait with. Absolutely. Absolutely. That a boy. Awesome. I am now prepared to bring that knowledge back to crush you guys in our league. I love it. <laughs> that is all the time we have for Foo's Clues this week. It's been a blast. We're going to have some fun segments coming up in the next few weeks, though, including some name pronunciation competitions that assuredly will make you cringe in the best kind of way. We all know I'm going to fucking lose the game, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so keep on listening. Tag your posts or comments with hashtag foos clues to be sure that i get all your complaints now back to bryduck and the snowman thank you very much and i think that's kind of a perfect time right here for us to pause and, and listen to a sponsored ad if you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business bay breakers they'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players i've already added some fire helmets to my collection and you can too just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and all right, uh, we're gonna be jumping right into uh, our normal segments over here and going over uh, the rest and previewing the rest of the games. There's Thursday night. There there is no game uh, because of the the Bills uh, having to play on on Tuesday. Excuse me, they weren't gonna be able to play against the KC on on Thursday. Excuse me, but um, going forward, the uh, Titans are just ruining ruining life for everyone. I no mean, Thursday night football. Thanks, Titans. Can can they stop playing? They're now called the Tonsil Hockey Titans. That's that's what <laughs> I'm calling the Titans is Tonsil Hockey Titans. That's just the way it's gonna be. And the COVID Gate Patriots over here again. My Broncos were about to be on the roll. Get another win. And just keep going to the Super Bowl <laughs> and COVID gate Patriots oh. over here fucked it all up. The yeah. Broncos are gonna be on a roll. That's that's the the line of the century right there. <laughs> I I don't even know. I, I sign me off the street and I I can hand the ball off, but 
Okay, don't sign me off the street. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to keep drinking my Brooklyn <laughs> Brothers uh, Brewing beers over here. So, uh, but but there is there is no game, uh, but just kind of a lot of changes that uh, for those of you that haven't really paid attention or anything like that. Uh, there's six teams now that have different bye weeks because of the Tonsil Hockey Titans and COVID Gate Patriots over here. Uh, KC and Buffalo is now moved from this Thursday to Monday. The Jets at Miami is moved from week 10 to week 6. The Jets at the Chargers is moved from week 6 to week 11. Jacksonville is moved uh, at uh, the Chargers from week 8 to week 7. LAC at Denver moved from week 11 to week 8. Chargers at Miami moved from week 7 to week 10. And the Dolphins at Denver moved from week 6 to week 11. So a lot will capture that for you and send that off to you guys so you guys understand uh, mainly that that just fucks up who I was going to pick for the Survivor League this week. Uh, I was going to go with the Chargers until uh, Tonsil Hockey Titans decided to, to screw that up for me. And now I got to change uh, going up against the, the Jets. But so no players to watch out there, Bryduck. Uh, jumping right into uh, Sunday Sunday lineups over here, the Sunday games. Who are some players? I know we, we talked about a lot about them during waiver wire uh, postings, but who are some players and some games you're interested in looking out for? Yeah, you got the uh, Tom Brady Buccaneers going up against Green Bay and uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, that's going to be a, a hell of a game there, right? Yeah, uh, two future Brady. Hall of Famers right there. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, man, is playing out of his fucking mind right now. Man. Oh, he is. Just, he has just been on a tear this season. So, I think he's out there to prove a point. Uh, you go draft a quarterback uh, and definitely lit a fire under his ass. So um, I, I think that's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to that that uh, Tampa Bay and Green Bay game. Then another game that I think is always one that is a good divisional game. I, you know, I, I don't know after last weekend if this will be as good of a game as I kind of anticipated. But you got the Rams going up against the Niners, um, yeah. which is always a, a, a really really good game. Um, you know, typically those those NFC West games, those divisional games are are usually must watch, you know, games. So and but good good to see Mostert coming back. He looked he looked good. He he came in with eleven carries and it was something that he was kind of back to, to Mostert form and for people that draft or swooped up McKinnon that kinda of screws you. Uh but I, I think Mostert coming back, uh, I'm in my other league I was facing someone that had Mosert, and he he also had McKinnon, and we're in that four bench league, and he was screwed. I was trying to trade him all week, trying to get Stefan Diggs, trying to give him one of my running backs on my bench, and was trying to explain to him like, dude, you can't start both. You're gonna lose this week. You can't start both. Terrible and, strategy. It's a terrible strategy. He started both, and I whooped his ass as well. So not as bad as I whooped Bryduck's ass, but I, I definitely beat him and. For people that with, if you're in a deep bench league, maybe if you have McKinnon and Mozart, maybe you just want to hold on to McKinnon for a couple more weeks just to to see if Mozart doesn't get injured again. Because McKinnon, when Mozart was down, McKinnon definitely added some good value. So it's not something I'm saying dump him now, but keep an eye on, yeah. on that one. 
That, and that, that brings up a good point with uh, with the, the Rams over there, you know, and running backs that are muddied with too many people in the backfield. Um, what the fuck is going on in L.A. with the Rams and McVeigh? I mean, like I said, one of my knee-jerk takeaways was McVeigh ruining running backs like Greg Roman in Baltimore. I mean, you've got Akers with nine carries. You have Henderson all of a sudden who has 15, you know, the week before couldn't do shit. Then you got Brown, who had eight, who the week before was the leading rusher. It's like you're you're screwing fantasy owners everywhere, McVeigh. Like, what is going on? If if I am a owner of a Rams running back right now, I can't, you can't start any of them. You can't start a single I mean, one of them. McVeigh, stop worrying about actually winning real football games because <laughs> you're messing with my life. I got I got Acres on my bench in one of my leagues. I want stop. him 25 carries a week. McVeigh, Acres, <laughs> twenty-five carries, twenty-five carries. I don't care about so, Henderson. So, so we, so we drafted him sixty-second overall, sixty-second overall for. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, uh, and just some some people to look out for. And we've been getting a lot of questions, uh, Bright Duck over here. That people have been saying, "Oh shit, we've been picking up your waiver wire people. They were good." Uh, and all of a sudden now they suck. Just kind of a lot of stuff or whatever. Of we're not clarifying whether they're plug and play starters, whether they're bench people. So we'll we'll definitely help you out over there. And uh, Justin yeah, Herbert, that, that, that definitely brings up a good one. I, sorry to to cut in there, Snow, but I wanna I wanna cover that with the waiver wire pickups. You know, just so people are aware, with the waiver wire pickups, you know just because this week they were a good waiver wire pickup doesn't mean that they were they are for for the coming weeks um so for those that are truly like beginner beginners and this is your first time ever playing which i know this is where this this question stemmed from um you have to look at those matchups you have to look at you know why were they a waiver wire pickup you know three four weeks back and has the situation changed so you know, it might have been a running back that came into a situation where now they're starting because the the starter was injured, but now the the starter came back. So you have to kind of pay attention to those. And I know that's really, really beginner level. But hey, and you know, there's no knocking on anybody and anybody's you know level of expertise when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, we all started somewhere, so it, we get those questions. We really do get those types of questions where they're so you know entry level into fantasy football, but it's it's great that you're asking those questions because now you get that clarification and you know how to you know kind of look at players moving forward yeah and and that's just going to adjust the way we we talk about them as well to, to help you guys out as well so uh, obviously again we're looking to improve as well so the the feedback is amazing and going into a couple of those names you got justin herbert quarterback for for the chargers he's he's put some pretty good starts together against some some good teams here i mean against KC and against the Saints. He threw for four TDs against uh against the Saints. I mean it's he's only he's quietly kicking ass. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's just someone that's kind of sneaking up there and being kind of unheard and but f- for right now, if you're going to pick him up, just know that he's not going to be your plug and play starter. If you're picking him up, he, he's a good bench person to to play as a quarterback on a bye week, maybe a particular matchup aka against the Raiders or my fucking Broncos but I, I'm well slow down there Broncos I, I forgot you know what they're on a roll don't play them against the Broncos <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's only rostered 52% of the time 
uh, or excuse me, right now, uh, Chase Claypool. Now, this is someone that has been only, he's only rostered 17%. He's actually, when Deontay Johnson is, has been hurt and has been limited like he has in a couple games this year, Chase Claypool has been able to, to come in and the Steelers, man, those damn Steelers, they know how to pick up wide receivers in the draft. They just, they know how to get people. I, I think the argument needs to be had. I, I think it needs to be had, and I'm going to go out on record and say that I, I think Chase Claypool is a better wide receiver than Juju Smith-Schuster. I 100% agree. I, I, I never – Juju Smith has always been a question mark for me, and he proved that. He's kind of he, just like an average wide receiver. Like, he's a good number two. You know, I yeah. think Juju's a good number two. He was a better wide receiver when they had Antonio. Then they tried to make him the premier guy, and he he just hasn't really developed into that. It doesn't look like Big Ben ever really kind of trusted in him that way. Um, yeah, I, I I say watch out for this kid Chase Claypool. I think after the performance he put on last weekend, I think he gained big big brownie points with Big Ben. No, absolutely, and completely agree. I look at Juju Smith as being kind of that Emmanuel Sanders type, where he's better as a wide receiver too. Would he be even as good? Would he be in the discussion of what we're talking about now if he didn't have Big Ben as a quarterback? If he was on, if he was on the Broncos, uh, for for instance, would we be talking about him in the same light as we were beginning of the season? I, I don't think so. I just don't think he's that wide receiver one that's a stud. I think Chase Claypool could be in here and, and earning that quarterback trust. I think Chase Claypool is a, a plug-and-play starter that you can get, and I know the Foose is taking some notes as, as we're talking about stuff like that. And you know, <laughs> Going into a, another one here, uh, Henry Ruggs, I know he's rostered on, on more, 44%. I, I think a lot of people ended up dropping him uh, early on because of just kind of the injury, and now, he, I mean – this last weekend, welcome, welcome to the NFL, Henry Ruggs. He definitely showed that his value is gonna be there, and as his role exp- expands, and that is something that you, you're gonna want to another guy you could pick up, put on your bench, and playing matchup wise. And next couple weeks, he could be seen eight to nine targets a game easily. So, And with all those wide receiver injuries, Henry Ruggs is a starting wide receiver and, you know, with, with a, you know, above average quarterback who can get him the ball and, you know, they're going to, they're going to feed him. They're going to make it a point of emphasis because they want to show people that this is why Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver off of the board in April, because we believe that he is the best and I think that they're going to make it a, a true point, you know, moving forward. They said he's not even a hundred percent yet. So if not a hundred percent is a hundred and you know fifteen yards and a touchdown, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. I'd like to see what it is when yeah. it's a hundred percent. So oh, you know, that first week, that first week, they were giving him end arounds. They were letting him run the ball. Like they were really getting him involved. They let him throw. They were going to let him throw a pass. You know, they they had everything in that that playbook that week for him. So. You know, I think once he gets to 100% and they feel confident he is 100%, I think Henry Ruggs could have a, a big uh, role moving into the end of the season here. No, absolutely. No, that's a that's a great point and, and definitely someone that, you know what, I I was first to say that I, 
I wanted to see how Gruden and his offense would actually use Henry Ruggs and saw the talent there, but it was going to depend on how they were going to use him. And they're definitely using him, I mean, end of rounds, wanting to have him pass the ball. They're, they're definitely scheming with him and using that kid and putting him in open space where, where he is so dangerous. Um, another, probably the highest priority one, it was going to be Alexander Madison. Uh, this is plug-and-play starter immediately this week but it's something that could be short-lived right it's it's not something that uh, if Dalvin Cook comes back healthy Dalvin Cook's gonna run the ball so you you shouldn't count on Alexander Madison being your lead running back for the rest of the season but for someone to to get 20 carries starting right now that'd be that'd be a nice person to, to pick up so uh and Mike Williams. Now, we talked about Keenan Allen with the back. Now it's time to to kind of, you know what, look at a Mike Williams who had a great week uh, against the the Saints as well. And depending on how long Keenan Allen is out, Mike Williams is only rostered in 40% of the leagues. He could be a plug-and-play starter if he wasn't on a bye week. He, it, But if Keenan Allen sat out this week and they were playing, Mike Williams and Justin Herbert were were looking like they already had that developed chemistry that you wouldn't think they are, would have so quickly. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, with with Mike Williams, you know, he's he's a the kid's a baller, man. He's just one of those guys that also has always been plagued by injury. Yeah. He's never really been able to stay on the field to kind of prove his worth. But uh, when he is on the field, I mean, he's he's a force to be reckoned with. No, absolutely, absolutely. And going into into the Monday games now, now we got two. I'm I'm. I'm liking the only good thing about the Tonsil Hockey Titans uh, screwing everything up for everyone over here is just that we're getting two games on Monday. I, I love two games on Monday. It's just something that is is nice to be able to see. Uh, so they are still giving us those primetime games. But we got KC versus Buffalo, who Buffalo struggled hardcore against the Titans uh, th- this week. So obviously that extra time that they had with each other helped out. But the Bills and KC, Brideck. What do you think, man? That that just makes me think that it, the Titans were definitely, you know, planning something with this because you know what they were able to do in that game was pretty incredible. But I mean, for for me, I mean, they did see, learn from Belichick, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what? But but Mahomes versus Allen, man, you got two top five quarterbacks. You said it. This is going to be one of those games that is is going to be must watch television. I anticipate you know uh, a high scoring game. Uh, Casey can't play defense. They they just let the Las Vegas Raiders put up forty on them. They've got glaring <laughs> needs in that secondary. Glaring needs. So I think that Josh Allen will definitely take advantage of that. Uh, but on the flip side, I think that Mahomes will also take advantage of the Bills defense um, because it's Mahomes and he's so prolific that I, there's nobody that can stop him week in and week out. Uh, so, you know, I, I anticipate this getting into, you know, high scoring figures. I should have checked what the over under is on this game, but if I was a betting man, I'd bet the over. Yeah, no, this is going to be a, a another lot of passing yards, a lot of touchdowns, and just both these QBs taking their team on their back and just who's going to win it is going to be interesting. And 
uh, with Allen struggling this week. But before that, Allen was was in MVP talks early on into the season. He's definitely uh, doing quite well, and it's going to be interesting. These are the young QBs that are the face of the NFL now, and it, it's it's nice to see. Uh, we got Hardman. We got uh, oh, oh, thank you to to the Foose over here giving us an over under of fifty five. Uh, so. Ooh. Uh, I, I'm still taking the over. Uh, the other Monday night game being Arizona versus Dallas. Uh, Dalton could be a nice person that someone could pick up with all those weapons. I'm interested. He had 111 passing yards uh, after replacing Dak. Prescott. He looked good. He looked sharp. He he did. He looked sharp, kind of being thrown into the mix there. You know, and in a funny funny thing got brought up. Uh, you know, I was listening to sports radio out here in the uh, DFW area. And they were debating this morning whether or not Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And I really have to think about that. Right now, is Andy Dalton a better quarterback than Carson Wentz in that division? You know, and that's sad that you even have to think that that's a debate with Carson Wentz, you know, just a couple years being removed of being NFL MVP candidate before that, you know, that knee injury. Um, so. You know, it's it's pretty sh- it's a pretty shocking revelation that we are talking about Andy Dalton off the bench possibly being better than Carson Wentz. Could be, Def- definitely could be, and uh, I want to hear if if Brideck's about to have that Wentz and the and the duds coming up here and going into the the studs and duds. Brideck, who was the winner this week? Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna have to say it was me. It was me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Was it? Right. Was it? Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. Three. I, I got three. Uh, there we go. So yeah, that was a tough week, man. And I think I gloated a little much uh, because, like I said, uh, weeks two, three, and four, I went batting a thousand. I didn't miss one. So I was nine for nine uh, weeks two through four on duds. Uh, and then, you know, last week I, I went one for three on duds. So that was, that was pretty bad. Um, but to, 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 to be fair, Mike Evans without that touchdown puts up nine points. Uh, so Mike Evans right now is a very touchdown dependent start. If you and are starting, he's been Mike getting Evans, some touchdowns as a rusher, as a running back. So yeah, you, you've got to hope that he gets a touchdown because that's the only way he's getting you points right now. And uh, Miles Sanders, you know, he went off to start the game. Uh, so right off the bat, you know, he had like 80 yards, like instantaneously. Yeah, he had, uh, he had that touchdown so that, within like, so that hurt. like in the first quarter or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, there goes one fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, so that hurt. It's already but, over. <laughs> but, but hey, it, it was it was it was another another good week. So uh, take another another win on the column there. Hey, what, you can win every one single one as long as I uh, as long as I whoop that ass in, in our league. I, Don't I, worry, I, I'm coming back for a rematch. We're coming yeah. back for a rematch, baby. If we're coming back, I'll see your Deshaun Watson with my Josh Allen. We'll we'll see how it goes. But well, co- co- COVID or no COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I mean, who who knows and. The, our duds and st- our studs and duds, everyone have had to like come to where we have to have alternates, and we're talking about alternates because when we record, we have no clue. We have no clue if like if we chose the Julio Jones and it was game time decision, we wanted someone else as an alternate. 
now it's COVID, right? We had a, we had a couple. I had Corey Davis uh, as someone that I had listed as as a stud and had to throw him off. Tim Patrick as well, who I had listed as a stud, who I had to throw off as well, just because of I had to have five people listed as studs because of these this stupid shit. So um, going going into your first dud here, Bryduck, who do you have? I've got Tom Brady as my number one dud of the week. They're going to be going up against the Packers. This is going to be a tough game, like we said. Um, But he's projected to put up 24.77 points. Um, I don't anticipate that Tom Brady is going to be putting up that amount of points this week. I think he's going to have a a tough go there against the Packers. Uh, My second dud of the week is going to be Amari Cooper. Uh, Clearly, you know, he loses Dak Prescott. You've got to throw up some question marks. and, And you're wondering, you know, whether or not... Uh, Andy Dalton can be that guy. Um, can he yeah. get the ball? Who's going to be Andy Dalton's favorite? A lot of times backup quarterbacks come in and you know who their favorite targets are? The guys they play second string practice squad with, you know, the guys that they play scout Michael team Gallup. with, the guys that they, yeah, the guys that they're playing, you know, those are the guys that they're familiar with. So those are usually the guys that shine. And, um, and he how many reps has he week. taken? Yeah. How many reps has he taken with Cooper? You know, it not 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 many, I bet. So um, I, I anticipate Amari Cooper to have a, a, a tough next few weeks as Andy Dalton kind of gets used to throwing him the ball. Because um, Cooper looked frustrated in that game a couple times when Andy missed him. Um, and Cooper is, uh, I'm very familiar with him with the Raiders. He is a total diva, but like quietly about it. So the media might not know about it, but you can see it in his just body language. Uh, and I saw it as soon as I saw Andy Dalton come in, I saw Oakland Raiders Amari Cooper. So huge red flags for Amari Cooper moving forward. Agreed. Um, James Conner as my third dud. Uh, going up against the Browns, you got a division game. Uh, and one of my knee-jerk takeaways, and I, I'm a, like I say, I'm a man of my word, and I've got an apology to, 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 to confess here. I would like to apologize to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, after week one, I had a, a knee-jerk reaction, and I said, can we finally stop talking about the Browns and how great <laughs> their roster is and how they're going to be a playoff-caliber team and this, that, and the other? Well, shit, they are now 4-1. and one. Uh, the Cleveland Browns since 1995 have not been four and one. That's a good we are stat. going back, people. We are going back in time. Um, so uh, I, I, I personally think that James Conner is going to have a tough go against the Browns. It's a tough defensive line. They got a lot of talent up there, a lot of first round draft picks. Um, I, I think that this is going to be one of those slugfest games that ends, you know, in the 17-14 range. Um, so I don't anticipate a lot of points being scored in this one. Yeah, and you said, what, 1995 was the last time they were 4-1? Yeah. I think that's uh, when I was uh, bumping uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony because it's or was the, it same, the same year, 1995, was when they dropped uh, some, some crossroads. So... Uh, just oh, to, really? to drop some uh, some rap knowledge on you guys over there, some '90s rap going going with my bone thugs over here. So good good list of duds. I I I told you, man. I I had some some very weary 
duds this week that I, I was not too too happy about. I actually had Dalvin Cook listed originally, but I'm actually going to take him off now because he's unexpected to play. Uh, and it went from he was supposed to be projected 20 points to today he's now projected like three. So uh, I'm, I'm just taking him off completely. Uh, Amari Cooper over here uh, is, is one that I had as well. Uh, you said it all, so I don't, don't need to cover that, but I think that it looked like Dalton from, from the beginning right now, it looked like him and Gallup had more of a connection than a Cooper has with, with Dalton. Uh, DJ Moore, uh, 15 point, 15 point projected points over here. I'm, I'm telling everyone to, to get off this DJ Moore kick. I mean, he is nowhere near what Teddy Bridgewater is looking for. I mean, you have Robbie Anderson out there. Uh, you have the running backs are, are seeing more targets each week in and out than DJ Moore is. So DJ Moore is not looking good in Carolina, and he's still projected to have 15 points. So I, I don't see DJ Moore having a very good game because, again, he's going against Chicago's defense, which... Uh, they're gonna they're gonna lock him down pretty well over there in Chicago. So that is my my second dud of the week, and my third dud. You know what? I'm going back to it. You know what, Miles Sanders? You you fucked up my duds last week. I'm going Miles Sanders again. Is projected to have 18 points against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is legit. I mean, they are top three defenses in the league, and. I think, again, Baltimore is just going to come out. They're going to get ahead. They're going to be able to hold Miles Sanders and limit him and be able to control the clock and just be able to keep Philly's offense off the field as well as just kind of keep him to a limited game. So those are my duds over here. Bryduck, who do you have as your studs? Studs. Let's go into the studs. So on the flip side of losing Dak Prescott and Amari going to be a dud, I've got Dalton Schultz, the tight end, um, who I've got listed as a stud. And here's my reasoning. Andy Dalton, when he was with the Bengals, loved his tight ends. He loved throwing it to Eifert. He loves his security blanket. And what better for a quarterback who's kind of being thrusted into a starting role than having that security blanket to throw a bunch of dump off passes to, and especially a bunch of garbage time passes because I expect the Cardinals to just obliterate them. So <laughs> you've got him only projected to score 8.7 points. He takes a huge hit losing Dak Prescott. Um, rightfully so, but I still think he's going to be a valued asset. Um, I think people are kind of dismissing, you know, what Andy Dalton can be and what he can be is a good game time managing quarterback, you know, which isn't going to be that guy who's going to be throwing it, you know, down the field 40 times a game, but he's going to throw off, you know, a, a lot of dump off passes over the middle to his tight ends. So yeah. I think Dalton Schultz has, has a good game there. Um, especially if they're going to be playing from behind, uh, more volume, more opportunity. Yep. Uh, jo Jonathan Taylor, my second stud of the week. Uh, he's going up against the Bengals, and he's only projected to put up 16.41 points. Uh, the Colts had just an embarrassing, embarrassing game last weekend. Uh, so I anticipate them to come out and make a point of emphasis and really stick it to the to the Bengals. Plus, if they're up ahead, they're going to be grinding the ball. They're or grinding the clock. They're going to be running the ball. Um, you know, so bring in Jonathan Taylor to do that, and more more volume, more opportunity there because of that reasoning. 
uh, Cooper Cup uh, going up against the Niners. Let's just let's just call a spade a spade. The Niners are starting fucking practice squad players on their defense. Like, who are these guys? Um, I was watching the game last weekend, and I'm like, I don't even know who half these people even are. Uh, so it's it's you know it's no fault of the Niners. They've been decimated by injury. It's been it's been really bad first you know month into the season. Uh, so I think Cooper Cup is going to go out there and just destroy whatever practice squad players the Niners decide to throw out there. I mean, the Broncos and the Niners should just kind of team up right now and, and, and play. <laughs> I mean, between both their sets of injuries, I mean, it is insane. Like I said, before we ended up losing Casey the other week. But the and- Niners starters that they lost were actually good. Vaughn Miller? Corlin Sutton? Okay, I'll I'll give you Vaughn. I'll give you Sutton. But, you know, the the Niners have lost, I mean, just like Pro Bowl caliber talent just up and down that roster. They've been, uh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll give it to the Niners. They've they've got a tough go right now um, with all the injuries they've got going on. And I just don't like the Broncos. And the division as well. So, while I'm actually, my first stud is actually someone playing against the Broncos. So, uh, I'm going Cam Newton over here against the Broncos is projected to only have 19.28 points, which is less than what he was projected to have against the Raiders when I, I think you chose him as a stud. I mean, again, let's call a spade a spade like Brad Duck had said. Denver is terrible this year, and we cannot, we can't get to the passer for the fucking life against us. I mean, Bradley Chubb had his first sack last week, but it, or in week four, and it was against the Jets. So, I mean, we, we don't create turnovers right now. Everyone just seems to stuff it down our throat. The only thing we are somewhat halfway decent with is in the red zone, uh, Fangio's defense tends to be able to kind of lock it down uh, in 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 the red zone, but I still just think Cam Newton is just gonna take his big body and just run all over us and and easily score. And I'm actually going two two Arizona Cardinals right here. I, I'm I'm going with a big risk right here. I think Chase Edmonds. He's only projected to have eight point five seven points. Again, I think that. Dallas is another just trash defense. I mean, they are trash. <laughs> so I, I could say more confidently that Dallas's defense is worse than the Broncos' defense. And I think Chase Edmonds comes in. I think he all he needs is just a little bit of the love that he's getting. And again, if if Drake can start the game and start sucking like he's been doing all season, I could see... Uh, Cliffsburg over there with Arizona just putting in Chase Edmonds and Chase Edmonds just running the ball for a 70 yard touchdown and just easily eclipsing this 8.57 projected points. And this and, is when, and this is when, you know, going and getting a coach like Mike McCarthy kind of comes back to bite you in the ass because he goes and hires his friends who fucking suck at coaching. He goes and hires Mike Nolan to be the <laughs> defensive coordinator. Mike Nolan, how is this guy even in the NFL anymore? Like, I just don't understand how these people continue to get jobs. Why do these organizations continue to let coaches, you know, convince them that their buddies are, are great coaches? Like, do your own homework as an organization. These people have been in the NFL. Like, what have they done? 
you know it's it, it's like looking at yeah. people and it, it's like looking at people in in your own company and being like oh yeah they've sucked in this position for 10 years but let me continue to employ them like what why <laughs> you know like it just I, it, I it's crazy to me so mike nolan how you still have a job today is beyond me yeah uh, absolutely i mean i don't see how our employers still employ us Brad Duck, but i mean don't don't tell them that <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh matter man. of fact, my boss listens to this podcast. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, listeners, come on, give us more advertisement sponsors. Braddock and I are going to need a full time job here pretty soon. So, uh, <laughs> my resume can be found on LinkedIn, and uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, another uh, another stud of mine. My last stud is actually going to be DeAndre Hopkins again, going against the Dallas defense. 20.18 points now a lot he's projected to have a lot of points but gosh he is just killing it with the the volume that he has seen from kyler murray he's has 53 targets in five games he is averaging over 10 targets a game and he's doing something with him i just don't think anyone from dallas can, can suit up and play against DeAndre Hopkins. I think they could probably put three players on DeAndre, and they're still so garbage they're not going to be able to cover DeAndre and be able to, to limit him to just having a monster season. And, again, I... He, he, I, might, he might put up 20 in the first half. He, he very well might put up 20 in the first half. So I, I kind of hope he does because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping... I'm hoping he does. But what another great episode and another great segment of the studs and duds and, of course, our new segment, Foos Clues, over here. So thank you to the Foos for, for joining us. I'm finished with my Defender IPA by, by the Brooklyn Brewing Company from Brooklyn, New York. So I need to get another one here. So Bryduck, hit us with those closing remarks. Yeah, guys, uh, social media, Instagram, YouTube, make sure you guys are following us at Fantasy Football BS. Uh, like we said, we, we drop a bunch of information throughout the week. Uh, our new segment, Foos Clues, uh, we're going to be dropping some of those uh, Q&A questions that we didn't get to. So make sure that you guys are following us at Fantasy Football BS on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, Twitter, at Fantasy FBBS. Uh, make sure you guys are sending us those questions, sending us, you know, things that you want us to highlight on episodes, you know, not always necessarily the, Hey, who do I start this guy or this guy? We're not really going to cover a lot of those types of questions. You know, some of those more, you know, questions that we can dive into are the ones that we're looking for. Um, but continue to send us those, who do I start this guy or this guy? Cause I love those. Um, and we get a ton of those every Sunday morning. And I know me and snow are just like constantly on our phone all Sunday morning before games kick off. So, uh, keep those coming on, uh, all podcast platforms. You can find us at fantasy, uh, at fantasy FBBS. Uh, so make sure that you guys are following us there as well. Uh, at fantasy football BS, uh, on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google podcast, Podbean, Acast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Um, next episode, next week, we're going to be going over injuries again. Another segment from Foose Clues, uh, bye week replacements. So we're going to start touching on that. You know, we're going to start getting hot and heavy into the bye weeks. How do you guys, you know, navigate through those waters? How do you figure out who to start? You know, those sorts of things. And maybe who do you uh, go and stream off the waiver wires? Uh, our studs and duds for next week's, of course. And uh, as always, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Air Care Heating and Cooling. You can reach them at 408 408- 809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com uh, thank you to the bay breakers as well uh, and your guys continued support uh, love what you guys are doing over there make sure you guys are going over to facebook and following uh, bay breakers and getting in the game for some of those uh, those raffles and auctions of sports memorabilia absolutely absolutely again thank that was, you that was a long-winded one us. guys <laughs> I, I know. I know. I was able to crack open and then have half my beer by the time you finished. Yeah, exactly. You probably chugged 10 there. All right, guys. Well, I uh, hope you guys have a kick-ass week. Go out there and, and crush it this week. And uh, thanks again. Peace out. Dunk, that's how we live our lives.